Hey Hardies, you're listening to the Hardies Hotline, your connection to Hope Valley, hosted by me, Casey, and my friends Caroline and Cammie. A special thanks goes to our friend Brian Bird for letting us use the music on our show. Without further ado, grab a scone from Abigail's and enjoy! Welcome back, Hardies, to another episode of the Hardies Hotline. Your connection to Hope Valley. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I'm your host today, Casey, and I'm joined by Caroline and Cammie. Hi, so- guys. <laughs> we are excited to get to talk about something that nobody ever speaks of these days. It's not that spicy, but it's not a scandal. (laughs) (laughs) I just like to keep things moving, you know, keep the interest going. But we are here to talk about Wayne Calls the Heart, the original movie that Brian Bird shared with us last week. He shared a lot of insight and a lot of scoop about how this movie came to be. So if you are interested in that, Please go back and listen to Brian Bird part one, and he will share the story and all the trials that went into making this movie, including the fact that the original movie was supposed to be solely on Maggie, Grace, and Stephen Amell's characters, Aunt Elizabeth and Wendelaney. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm going to leave it at that. Um, and that's, you know, the only, that's the only precursor we're going to give. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only precursor. <laughs> if you want to know more, it's a fascinating tale about how just like mm-hmm. God just worked everything out for and them. We really, we really cannot explain it better than he can. That's, no. th- that's the bottom line. Uh, we, you need to go and hear it from him. Yes. We, so. we can't do his story mm-hmm. justice and I guarantee uh-uh. you will walk away no. feeling very inspired. So. yes all right so here's the synopsis of when calls the heart the movie when calls the heart is the story of elizabeth thatcher played by poppy drayton a young teacher accustomed to her high society life who receives her first classroom post in a prairie town in the western frontier led by headstrong coal miner widows abigail played by Lori Lachlan, and francis played by james bart she is determined smart She's great. (laughs) She is determined to prove to her family that she is brave enough to live on her own, but struggles with her own fears and doubts. When she discovers her late Aunt Elizabeth's, played by Maggie Grace's Aunt Elizabeth's secret diary, Elizabeth learns she was a pioneer woman herself, a teacher in the frontier who struggled with prairie life and fell in love with a Royal Canadian Mountie, played by Stephen Amell. Inspired by her aunt's hopeful words and unfaltering determination, young Elizabeth decides to embark on her own adventure using the diary as her guide and family friend Edward, another Mountie played by Daniel Sharman, as her support. Based on the Canadian West book series by Jeanette Oak, well-renowned author of over 75 books, most notably Love Comes Softly. That is true. All right. So um, knowing what we know about the makings of this movie and just knowing that it is different than the series, what were your overall thoughts about it? And let me ask you guys again, just Mm -hmm. for anybody who hasn't listened to our past episodes, when did you watch the movie? Pre One Calls the Heart series or after you started watching the series? Post. Same. Post. Post. Yeah. I thought, yeah. So we all found the movie after we found the series. Yeah, like a couple episodes into watching the series, I, I saw the movie. Oh, it was just a couple. It was, it, yeah. Oh, because I watched I it from lot from. 
I, I think I was, I, I think I had finished season two and I was into season three. I, oh yeah. I so. was well into season four. <laughs> oh, wow. So yeah. I found it before you. Wow. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. I was really scared to watch it. Oh, see, I didn't know anything about it. My husband got it for a birthday or something or some kind of special occasion. He found it and he gave me the DVD. I knew it was the original story of sorts, but mm -hmm. I didn't really know anything about it. So I was like, pop it in, baby. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. No, my best friend had the movie. She loved the movie because she right. watched it first right. and then she watched the series and then she told me to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and I had it for like a month and I was just so scared to watch it because I love Aaron and I love Dan and I love yeah. mystery. So I was really nervous and I was actually pleasantly surprised that I enjoyed it um just because I knew going into it I didn't have it I didn't have a lot of expectations going into it okay so it was a different story I knew it was different mm -hmm. actors. I had heard the Brian Bird story prior to watching the movie so in my mind I was already in that place to be okay with the differences and the lack of continuity between the two mm -hmm. um so that was kind of my experience I mean taking it as a movie and knowing mm -hmm. the story behind it and how much trouble they had making it, I, I, I was pleased. I was pleased. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, knowing what they went through, what, like, trying to film it, like, makes it, like, even better. Like, mm -hmm. I think, like, wa watching it now, knowing everything, it's just neat seeing, like, knowing what happened. I just like that. Yeah. I did not know the story behind it. I had, I had no idea what the story behind it was. And so I just watched it and I thought it was sweet and I thought it was cute. I definitely preferred the series, but mm. now hearing that incredibly inspirational story from Brian and going back and watching it again, my husband asked me a very silly question. He said, knowing what you know now, do you appreciate the movie better? I said, of course I do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I do. And so, you know, now I totally understand why they left certain things out that I would have liked to see. Yes. Now I completely understand why the movie ended where it did, mm -hmm. you know, that, that kind of thing. So even though I like, I do enjoy the series better, but that's because I think it's ongoing, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. and it didn't just stop. And, uh, I, I think that, I think that the, that they were trying to make the movie into a pilot for the series, the mm -hmm. way Sign Seal Delivered did. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. uh, but then they just had to basically start over on the series. So mm -hmm. yeah, I understand, I understand a whole lot more and that helped me enjoy it a lot more, mm -hmm. but also giving it a second chance, Yeah, you know, cause I was so ingrained with the series and mm -hmm. the actors in the series that I was just kind of like, oh, whatever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> even though, you know, I mean, Stephen Amell, there's that, mm. there's that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, watching it now, separating it from the series, knowing that it's just 
a separate movie and knowing everything that they went through and everything they sacrificed and how hard they worked mm -hmm. and giving it a second chance and just enjoying it as its own movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot better this time around. Yeah. And then I will say too, cause I had this discussion with my friend, the one that lent me the movie. So mm -hmm. for those who aren't aware, Poppy Drayton, so young Elizabeth, cause there's two Elizabeths. We have our Elizabeth, the young Elizabeth who goes to Coal Valley. And there's Aunt Elizabeth, that's played by Maggie Grace, who went on the pro she went on to the frontier many, many years prior. Um, so Poppy is Aaron's character. Yes, Poppy mm -hmm. is Aaron's, Poppy is Aaron's character. character. And then the other thing too, because there's kind of a continuity thing between the series and the movie, which is in the movie, um, Poppy's character ends up in Coal Valley and she's escorted by her Mountie friend Edward. Whereas in the series, um, Aaron Krako's character like rolls they up into up. town. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. she's not escorted by anybody special. So I told my friend, if you want the continuity thing, just pretend that the movie ends at the stagecoach robbery. There you go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you think of it that way, because that's how the, you know, the series starts, it kind of makes sense. And you kind of, kind of have that background of Elizabeth and who she was back in Hamilton and just uh -huh. her character and like, um, you know, why she's so stubborn <laughs> <laughs> and why she's so determined and like a little bit of the prissiness that kind of explains itself back again in season two. So that's kind of um, how I explain it to people when they're like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, just watch it. Just watch it for what it is. Yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> you know? enjoy it for its own singled out movie. Just yes. enjoy yeah. it for that story. And then start over with season one, episode one. Mm -hmm. Yep. Or go read the When Calls the Heart series books. That because, too. Yes. <laughs> um, so another thing, the, the, the um, Aunt Elizabeth story is just the middle of the original movie. So Brian Bird, he was going to make When Calls the Heart based on Wynne and Elizabeth, which are the original characters in the series. They are the characters of the, of the of book. The, right. The book and, series, yeah. And so when they went to film it, they only filmed the middle section. So they didn't have the first part. They didn't have the beginning or the end. And then they ran out of money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which was because the recession hit, which was right. Right. So if you fell in love with those characters, I mean, I highly recommend um, you guys all getting the books um, for What mm -hmm. Calls the Heart. I think there's yeah. four. Mm -hmm. And then you can get, um, mm -hmm. you can find out what happens to Wynn and Elizabeth because we really don't know. <laughs> we just know they yeah. kind of go on. Go on. <laughs> yep. But we'll get into all that to greener later. pastures. Yeah, yeah to greener pastures. <laughs> Colder, greener pastures. Colder. <laughs> Way colder in the Yukon. All right. So <laughs> let's start off by talking about Poppy Drayton's young Elizabeth. So we know Elizabeth is 22. She's very book smart. She is not interested in romance. Not at all. She is I not. I know. <laughs> and she has a very wealthy family. She's just finished teacher's college. And she's about to get her assignment for her first teaching position. So, what so you little little spoil little spoiler. The uh, in case you didn't hear it, the uh, Thatcher home was filmed in Romania in the palace, the presidential palace. Yes, Isn't that what he said. Mm -hmm. Yep. That I mean, watching those scenes now, I was like, oh, oh. I know. I was like, <laughs> I was, I was like, <laughs> 
So what did we think of the Thatcher family here? Because thinking about this Thatcher family comparing to the series Thatcher family. <sighs> the mother is a lot more hard-nosed. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. She's a lot more deceptive. You know, she mm-hmm. kind she kind the mother takes on the uh kind of takes on a bit of the role of William Thatcher in the series. Mm-hmm. That's what I was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um William William Thatcher in the movie is a lot more like Florence Nightingale's father. Adores her, mm-hmm. kind of supports her more than the mother does. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he tells her to go and find out what God has prepared for her. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he doesn't want to be separated from her, but he basically tells her yeah. to go. Yeah. And then he's not holding her back. Mommy, <laughs> mommy takes a little bit of advantage of the, uh, let's just say the wealthy situation in which they are placed <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah. I have to, I have to tell you, dad is played by a British actor named Christopher Villiers. And I have loved that man since I, since before I knew, because he is in the 1980s version of the Scarlet Pimpernel with Anthony Edwards and Jane Seymour. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it is classic it's beautiful Mm. and it is a fabulous story and he was always he was always the the side character that I liked best and then he was a Sir Kay in First Night and in uh in the in the Lancelot story starring uh Richard Gere and Sean Connery in the 90s and so I really, really, really like this guy. And so mm-hmm. he popped up on the screen and I went, ah, it's <laughs> Sir Anthony. <laughs> so, or Lord Anthony. So yeah, that was, that was fun to see. And also uh, one thing I also realized is given the situation that filming in Romania was cheaper than filming in Canada mm-hmm. where, uh, because mm-hmm. the, uh, the Aunt Elizabeth and Wynne story, they filmed in Canada and, or was it Canada or was it Utah? I thought it was Colorado. I thought it was okay. Colorado. Okay. Okay. So they had to film young Elizabeth, those scenes in Romania. And it occurred to me that the the Thatcher family and Edward, they're mostly British, British. actors. Mm-hmm. And that would be a law a whole lot easier to fly British actors to Romania than American and Canadian. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Poppy's British, Daniel Sharman is British, Christopher Villiers is British, you know, so a mm-hmm. big chunk. Yeah. Of them are British. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really, I really like the dad in this movie. I do. I did too. Yeah. He's More adorable. so than William in the, in the series. I'm like, oh, the, the mom it, and the dad mm-hmm. switch places for me. It's like, hard. It's hard for me to separate the actor from the character in the series because I love Garwin Sanford. 
the man Uh man yeah the man who plays the father in the series Mm -hmm. i adore him yeah i absolutely adore him and so i was like you're being so mean right now (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so yeah i like the character yeah it made me appreciate the dad for sure yes Mm -hmm. a lot more a lot more a lot more especially after you know season two and all that yeah (laughs) um and then for me since i watched it between season four and season five when we came Uh, back to season five and then we uh see daddy thatcher back then i was like oh you're you're just daddy yeah (laughs) (laughs) like you just you're just looking out for your little girl that's why you're so like hard-nosed about stuff no do not get me started on the daddy little girl part oh (laughs) (laughs) and yes it's his princess yes all right so um well the other thing we do know about this young elizabeth is she's afraid of her own shadow according to julie so interesting Mm -hmm. I thought that was so interesting is that she is afraid of her own shadow. How on earth did she have the gumption to even step on that train? I you know. know. <laughs> and so, okay, I'm the oldest, so I can't really say. Um, Caroline, you have your part, your triplet, and then Katie, mm-hmm. you're the youngest. So I'm going to mm-hmm. ask you guys because it's not fair. If, I'm the antagonizer. I'm the oldest. In this movie... <laughs> Julie Thatcher, the little sister, is the antagonist. Actually, it it's funny. Julie and Elizabeth remind me of my girls. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can see my youngest being like Julie Thatcher and just being like, "You think you're, you know, you think you could go on the prairie? Well, let's see it." <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. Really, <laughs> I'm serious. Like the shenanigans my girls get into is because my youngest is the one who's like prodding and poking and instigating. Yeah, I, the inciting. I was, yes, I was the insider, and like technically, I'm the youngest by you, only three minutes. Caroline, dear sweet Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my, my brothers would like, you can't hit your sister. So like, I would make them want to hit me. And then I would cry and say, they hit me and they would get in trouble. And, and I was just, you know, the little girl and, but they caught on really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Cammie? Were you, were, would you have been like a Julie? That's hard for me to say because my five siblings are all boys. Yeah. And we're separated by so many years. I just grew up with them going away to college. I mean, the oldest graduated from high school when I think I was five. Well, what about the one right before you? He's six years older than I am. Oh, so so that's like, yeah. There's still quite a gap. I will tell you this, though, because I was the youngest and because I was the only girl, I wasn't afraid of my own shadow, but Me I either, was yeah. afraid. Mm-hmm. I, I, was, I was very timid, mm-hmm. and I went away to school in Idaho. I went, that, you know, I went that far. I didn't stay at home, but I came back home, and I never really left. Mm-hmm. I, I met my husband here. We, we've settled very nearby. This move that we're getting ready to do is going to be the first time that I've had a permanent address away from this house because an apartment doesn't count as a permanent address, I don't mm-hmm. think. 
this is going to be the first time that I'm going to have a permanent address away from this house since I was seven. So, yeah. yeah. So I have only recently in the last five to 10 years kind of discovered mm-hmm. myself in the truest sense I've discovered things that I want to do. I've discovered ways that I want to get out Mm -hmm. and be more independent. And so I feel not robbed, but maybe slightly cheated Mm. that I wasn't raised to be more independent. I was Mm. raised to be more reliant. Mm. And so I would have been... I would have been the timid Elizabeth that would not have ventured out, but now I would have wanted to go. Yeah. But at, but at 22, uh-uh. Yeah. I would have been terrified to move away from home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the differences between Elizabeth from the movie and Elizabeth from the series really okay. quickly. Okay. Um, so – well, one's British and one's American. <laughs> sorry, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. I'll let us say that too, so don't. <laughs> great minds, great minds. So in thinking of this, not necessarily Elizabeth of today. So Elizabeth season right. seven. Let's talk mm-hmm. about Elizabeth season one. Right. Because mm-hmm. Elizabeth season one is continuing on to, you know, from the, the movie in a sense. Um, it's, it's interesting to me just that it makes sense why Elizabeth in the series is just so stubborn, stubborn. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And it, it's kind of that, um, that younger child complex, like anything you could do, I could do better. And she does that a lot with Jack, you know? Yep. And, so, mm-hmm. And Julie Thatcher is the one that was prodding and poking. And in this series, she's the same way. She's like, you know, oh, you don't think I can handle this? Okay, well, here we go. I'm going to go to the shed. (laughs) 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 You know, it's it's fascinating. It's fascinating to just see that. Tiny backstory in the backstory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't see the backstory in the series. We mm-hmm. hear a tiny little piece of it, but we don't see it. And so it really gave a lot of insight into their relationship, into mm-hmm. the way why Elizabeth is the way we see her in the series and mm-hmm. all that. And yes, it explains her stubbornness because mm-hmm. in the movie. Elizabeth at first would have been perfectly happy to take that job at Weston, a very prestigious school right there in Hamilton, still surrounded by her wealth and, uh, and probably going to still be living at home. Mm -hmm. And she would not have had a problem with that. And it would have given her, her independence you know not not Mm -hmm. complete independence because she would still be living at home but it would have given her a taste of being independent Mm -hmm. because she would have had a job yeah but then she gets you know then she gets challenged yes by her sister and she is so determined to prove herself she's so determined to not be wrong Mm -hmm. that she gets Mm -hmm. herself in the coal valley situation Mm -hmm. you know yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And I don't oh. think oh go ahead, Carolyn. 
I'll say now, like watching the series, like and seeing Julie and Elizabeth's relationship in the series, it's gonna be that much more fun to watch that <laughs> like relationship. You know, like yeah. in the next couple of episodes, you know, it's gonna be like have that new mind like about their relationship in the movie. Mm-hmm. Did their you send her to the gardener's cottage? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was also thinking about this too. I don't think that had Elizabeth stayed in Hamilton and taught at that really rich, fancy school, I don't think she would have become the strong woman that she is now. Mm -hmm. I don't think she would have been the best teacher that she is now. I think that being outside of her comfort zone and teaching children who have needs really mm-hmm. grew her who really need her mm-hmm. and they didn't need her at weston no yeah. and she would have been teaching a bunch of like rich snobby children and mm-hmm. y- you know it's just it's different and she would yeah. have just been used to that life and i don't th- like i don't know i think she would have just been a spoiled adult honestly yeah and have an easy life, like Hope Valley, Coal Valley, like she has to really work for, mm-hmm. you know, instead of it having it on, on a silver plate, you know. She would have, she would have grown up to be Viola. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. a kinder version of Viola, because Viola just irks me so mm-hmm. many times, but she would have been a kinder, a slightly kinder version of her older sister, Viola. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she would have been happy married either because Mm-mm. she she is so stubborn, you know, and mm-hmm. she is so bookish and she's so incredibly smart. Like, mm-hmm. my goodness, I did not realize like how in, like her intellect blows me. I'm like, yeah. mm-hmm. wow. And I, I feel like she would have just Boiled married potatoes for poison ivy. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> whoa (laughs) right so yeah and i think she would have she would have married somebody wealthy and i i don't think she would have been happy because you know it comes with the status she would have had to quit her job she would have had to be a Mm -hmm. society woman it it would have been a whole game changer for her had she not had julie not forced her into the situation (laughs) indeed but thank you julie thank you julie thank you very much julie speaking of julie thatcher Yes. Speaking of Julie Thatcher, let's talk about the shenanigans. My gosh. This made me laugh so much. (laughs) Are you serious? Oh, it made me want to wring her scrawny little neck. I was like, you are so mean. When the mother said, when you're, when the mother said, your father is too easy on you, I'm like, uh-huh, yeah. yeah, send that girl to her room. You can't come out for a week. <laughs> well, say, I draw the line at mice. That was yeah, when, the mice. That, that was over, over. You don't draw the line at making someone suffer with poison ivy? Cause I want to okay. Oh my goodness, <laughs> you were conniving evil. <laughs> okay, that surprised me though. Elizabeth is so smart; she didn't notice that there was poison ivy in there. I mean, like, I yeah, here's the thing. Maybe I'm just a suspicious focused. person. She was, she was focused because the poison ivy was the background. It was the filler. That's yeah. true. You know, That's the true. focus mm-hmm. was the orchids. That's true. So, but I mean, if you know that I, your sister has put you into the situation and left you an unseemingly kind note. Mm-hmm. So you're blaming Especially growing up with her. <laughs> you're blaming Elizabeth. I mean, for she should have known better. making her miserable. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> but I, but like, 
like being with my siblings, like I, like I was like, okay, you're, th- this is not normal. Like I do not trust you. I won't do yeah. it. Like, no. So like, I kind of, I kind of uh, agree, Casey. I'm like, she sh- should have known better. Yeah, she should have known. <laughs> I just, rem- I remember a time when my brothers pulled a prank on me with a letter uh, an email they they typed up an email and made it look like it was from my boyfriend and made it look like he oh, had gotten no. mixed up in something that and the, and the cops had to be called and all of that and then i found out it was fake and i was ticked i was angry and i found and i found another i found another email that was spilling my guts to one brother saying about how I had a crush on this guy and I couldn't stop thinking about him. Like, I didn't write this. Oh, you did. Mm, yes. Yeah, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't do well with pranks. You know? oh, <laughs> that was me. That was, I never did any, okay. I never did any pranks that harmed anybody physically. Me, yeah. Okay. That's, well, that's, that's good. That's, <laughs> I, I draw the line at that, but it's stuff like, you know, the, um, the sink hose tying a rubber band over the sink hose when it's off jumping out of corners. Um, yeah. Okay, oh, I could jump out of quarters. <laughs> throwing throwing fake bugs at like, you know, husbands, Oh yeah, throwing brothers. fake bugs. That's no big deal. In but, the middle of the night. But releasing bas- 10 ga- mice. Vaseline. Yes, that is not 10 mice. Not no. acceptable. Poison ivy in the room. Not acceptable. That is just mean. Not acceptable. <laughs> not accept I draw the line at mice and rodents and anything that's small and furry. No ma'am. No ma'am. My my brother knew I didn't I didn't like birds I don't like birds oh right? no birds I, no birds and he let like we were at my cousin's house and he let the bird out of the cage and it was flying in the room and like I was petrified oh, so man. like yeah like he did not do this oh, he got in trouble <laughs> <laughs> by my so, uncle yes that's not good I draw the line of birds too but nonetheless, Julie basically forces Elizabeth into her own boot camp of sorts in a conniving, manipulative ways. And it was, I found it comically relieving. And I thought it, it was, I think it was good for Elizabeth to just be like, okay. And she also had that time with the diary and she was able mm-hmm. to kind of be alone and all of that. So in the end, I think it worked out I, mm-hmm. I do like, I do like that it gave her some experience with frontier life before mm-hmm. she got there because mm-hmm. Elizabeth in the series, she had no idea what she was doing from the moment she set foot inside the teacherage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but Elizabeth in the movie could at least boil potatoes you you know and and she could and and she had lived by herself and she had slept by herself Mm -hmm. you know we don't know the backstory for the series we don't know if that was supposed to have happened yeah but judging judging from the way elizabeth is in the beginning of the series i highly doubt it (laughs) (laughs) yes so really fast, another story that I want to touch on really quickly is the story about Mr. Higgins. Mm. And this, 
storyline made so much more sense because it comes back in the series with Miss mm-hmm. Baggins and he gets Elizabeth in the series Elizabeth gets fired because Higgins accuses her of harassment or well and the letter bribery, comes to light the letter and all of that yeah it doesn't um, happen until season four though right right so. and so like I I did not know that until after the fact so going back so I watched season four, saw all the shenanigans there, and I was like, oh, okay. Then I went back to this series, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, this guy is nasty. He is creepy. Yeah, really creepy. Oh, my gosh. He is he's creepy. worse. I'm to slap him. Yeah. Oh, he's worse than the series. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. he is much worse than the series. Like, harassment. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean... You could you could see him undressing her with her is with his eyes. It, it just oh, it made me feel dirty. I had to, you know, like Brian said in our interview, I had to go take a shower, you know? <laughs> or at least I wanted to. You know? Yeah, and he oh, he was just he, ooh. he was oily. Yeah, that's, that's I think a good word for him. He yeah. was oily. Just. Ugh. Yeah, he now, was. Hmm. Now, when, when I go the, watch the, I, when I watch the season now, I'm like, okay, I can, I can handle this Higgins better than movie Higgins. So, oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. the horror, her horror at his insinuation. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. just, I loved that Poppy did yeah. that mm-hmm. so well. Just the complete flabbergasted horror. Oh. Oh, and she moves back. And how dare you even insinuate that I would do that? You know. Mm -hmm. Oh, that that was a beautiful performance for that moment. Oh, yeah. And it made it worse for me because the mother had obviously no idea, and like (laughs) went back and bribed him. Uh huh. Get her this teaching job at Weston and I was like oh lady if you only knew yeah, mom, I thought to say that mom, yeah. do, mom do your do your research please mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least Julie out him you know because I'm sure Julie yeah. and Elizabeth talk right Probably. yeah 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 so another interesting thing about this series this movie is Elizabeth has the thing for Mounties <laughs> I know. Go girlfriend. I mean, hello, Red Surge. Um, Elizabeth's friend, uh, actually, he's a family friend. His name is Edward Montclair. Mm -hmm. And one thing I found fascinating about this Mountie is that he was a privileged um, Mm -hmm. peer of Elizabeth's family friend. And the father thought, or Edward's father thought he was wasting his life away. And so he basically said, you're going to boot camp son a perpetual idler is what is what elizabeth said to describe him a perpetual idler (laughs) just idle idles away his time yeah and he he julie says julie infers that he is not as fun as he once was Uh he's he's too (laughs) serious now And so, what did you guys think about Edward and Elizabeth, or Edward in general? He, he would, I, I liked him, but like, 
I, it's just it's just weird to see Edward like in like having Jack. You know what I mean? It, it was just weird for me. Yeah. But I liked Edward. I liked his story. But it was just weird watching it now, like and knowing about Jack. Yeah, and I'm really glad they didn't play up the romance between Elizabeth and Edward. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like mm-hmm. at the end when he leaves her, there's definitely like a spark there, but it's not like a Gaga thing. Like, you know, it's not yeah. like she's fawning over him. Um, I feel like she, I, 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 uh, you know, I think she is a little. I think just, she is but, a little. But not like, not like her and Jack, though. It's no. I, yeah, I feel definitely. like I feel like when he left her, teenage more, romance. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it was more of an admiration that he was a Mountie because I don't think that she really. She was kind of like, okay, whatever, right? Uh, about Edward, especially you know the idler comment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that she she gained a respect for him as a person because I, I don't. She didn't seem to have a respect for him prior. No, and none. I think there was that spark there, but I don't think that she. It might have been like, you know, puppy eyes. But mm-hmm. I don't think she had a full on like in love. In yeah. love, infatuation. Not like not like Elizabeth seeing Jack the first time. Mm. No one holds a candle. Well, I mean, we're talking about Jack Thornton here. So we, we gotta we gotta separate it. You know, we gotta separate Jack from Edward. Um, one thing that I did struggle with with Edward is the poor guy was trying so hard to hide his British accent and it would just come out. It, it would just come <laughs> out every once in a while. It's like, oh, you you really are doing a great job for most of it. But just, you know, a word here and there. I'm like, ah, I gotcha. <laughs> but as far as his performance, I... I thought that he did a really good job at being very cool headed. You know, yeah. he, he was a very good, cool headed, reasonably thinking person, especially because Elizabeth was so emotional almost the entire time that they, <laughs> that they were together. I mean, she's trying to drag the trunk in heels that are this thick in prairie dirt roads honey honey and you know and i i do love that he did jack's famous line may i that that's kind of that's kind of jack's tagline in the first couple of seasons and he said and edward says may i takes off her boot for her and she's bleeding Mm -hmm. uh because of those terrible shoes and walking that far and he says, I'll carry you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it, there's no other, there's no other choice. And he was, and he was completely calm while he's, when he's being pushed face first into the dirt yeah. by the outlaws. And, you know, and when Elizabeth overreacts and says, oh, I'm so glad my father sent you to protect me. I'm like, You're a teacher. You can count. There were three of me, there were three of them and one of me. Mm-hmm. You know, and he w- he was being smart. Yeah, he was he was being very smart. He used his training, and he and he protected her. He did. He took that very very seriously. Mm-hmm. And you know, putting taking off his red surge and the pouring rain. Yeah, and wrapping it around her. I mean, there were that so was sweet. Many, mm-hmm. Yes, there were so many sweet gestures that if they had been permitted to go on 
in the movie if it if the movie had been more about them yeah then it could have gone on and i would have been okay with it mm-hmm. i but yeah i i did i did like how he was the the rich spoiled boy turned honorable man mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. he did that very yeah. well especially when he was sharing his story of nearly drowning in the icy water oh, yeah yes. i i thought that he I thought he did that really well and how it was this sudden realization that life is precious and every single breath mm-hmm. is precious. So yeah, yeah, that's a really long answer, but yeah, I really like what he did. Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, what was I going to say? Oh, I, I kind of wish that maybe like in a future episode, he'd just kind of come by Hope Valley again. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily to woo Elizabeth, but just so we could see where he's at. Maybe he's got a nice wife and children. Oh, and- oh, wait. So, see, I kind of took him for, I kind of took him for the character that Jack replaced. You want him to be a separate character. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he leaves and he goes after the the bad guys. Essentially, we don't know what happens. Right. I don't know if he survives all that. But, you know, it's of that. Of course he does. <laughs> bouncy. But he does he that... go to the Northern Territories too? Does, yeah, oh. maybe he goes, to the, maybe he runs into Jack, you know? But mm-hmm. I think it'd be kind of fun to have a little cameo. That, that would I'd be interesting. So you're, so you're picturing kind of a network of Mounties, not one replacing the other. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Because see, that's what I pictured. I, re-picture, I pictured Jack replacing Edward. Yeah, no, I picture them as two separate characters. So I drop Elizabeth off and then he goes and then Jack comes in. So completely different people. Okay. And it's mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting perspective. Yeah. yeah. You hear that, Brian? Yeah, yeah Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please bring back Edward for us? Thank you. <laughs> please and thank you. Please and thank you. <laughs> please and thank you. Um, okay, so now let's get into the diary. Yes. The uh, diary. This diary has been hidden for years and years and years. And we discover Elizabeth finds it in the bookcase. Mm-hmm. And we find out that actually the person who found it originally was Julie because she was snooping in her parents' safe. Which, first of all, what were you doing in your parents' safe? How does she know the combination? You know, well, <laughs> it's Julie. It's Julie. It's Julie. <laughs> but we discover that this diary is Elizabeth's aunt, Aunt Elizabeth, mm-hmm. the one she is named after. Mm-hmm. And this Aunt Elizabeth is William Thatcher's younger sister. And she goes off onto the prairie. She goes to Pine Springs and she's a teacher. And so there, this is the story of Wynne and Elizabeth of the original series, book series by Jeanette Oak, Wynne Calls the Heart. Yeah. So um, let's, go into, let's go into Aunt Elizabeth. Okay. We see her and um, the undertaker and his daughter, Pearlie, are bringing her to the teacherage. Mm-hmm. What, do we, what do we think about Aunt Elizabeth? Knowing and separating all the Elizabeths and, you know, this is her own character and we, we only get a short time with Aunt Elizabeth and Wynne and all of that, which was 
really sad for me, but Mm -hmm. we'll go on to that later. Yeah. What do we think about this Elizabeth and all the shenanigans she gets into? I would call her refined. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She, she was stubborn, but she was stubborn. I, I hate to say it this way, but she was stubborn in a more elegant manner. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she seemed she seemed slightly more mature. I was gonna say more mature. Yeah, like more level headed. Yeah, she handled things a little a little less mm-hmm. emotionally. Mm-hmm. Yes. but she she seemed like she truly could handle the prairie. Mm-hmm. She seemed mm-hmm. like she truly had that strong spirit she just wasn't trying to prove something yeah so she really gave off a lot of new elizabeth vibes mm, yes 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 like she can yes. be a mounty wife you know yeah like, yeah mm-hmm. she had the strength mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. still got into messes and she still was scared and she still did stupid things and i'll talk about that in a minute you know <laughs> she, she handled it with courage grace and dignity <laughs> hey that's coming up next <laughs> but okay can can i just say who goes outside looking for wolves i know who, oh, leaves, I know. A, who leaves a perfectly safe building to go out and look to see where the wolves are it's like come on honey you know? that made that, me laugh yeah i but mm. you know that was a nice tie-in with um season one episode one there were so many were tie-ins. Nice tie-ins i loved the tie-ins and that we had the tie-in with the stove mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah there were a lot of great tie-ins yeah but yeah so yeah i truly believe that she did have the strength and mm-hmm. she was more refined, albeit she was still a rich girl moving to the prairie. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of rich girl on the prairie, she is in her classroom practicing teaching. And she hears a noise. What is she expecting to teach in these, hope, in these Coal Valley classrooms? She's talking about ratios and proportions. Like, honey. Honey, Mm-mm. you're going to be lucky if you get times tables. You know? <laughs> Maybe she was practicing for the older students. Uh, I don't know how much the older students knew either. <laughs> you know, that is interesting because we don't know the backstory of why they needed a teacher, do we? Nuh-uh. No. Okay. Huh. We'll have to go back in the books and find out. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, but, um, you know, I... I, I thought it was I thought it was really cute. I really liked Wynn and Elizabeth's meet cute. Yeah. I was kind of like, oh, okay. You're cute. <laughs> offering to offering to take her to town. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I loved how she said no, and then she looks in the desk. Why did I turn him down? Okay, <laughs> yes, I accept. <laughs> I was like, go. I was like, do it. Yes. So when comes in and he's there to pick up philip who is the last child there philip delaney and he says um let's go son or something along those are you lines ready like, to, are you ready to go son yes mm-hmm. and so yeah. he, he calls this boy son and elizabeth has this realization that philip delaney of course of 
course. It's and he says, Philip's mother and me are glad you're here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I can I please just say that I totally understand story-wise why these things are said, but why on earth? Why did he say why that? on earth would a single man who is obviously attracted to a woman not say Philip's mother, my sister? And I are so mm-hmm. glad that you're here. Or my brother's wife is so glad. It, why would he call him son when she knows nothing about him? Right, the relationship. Like, that was just stupid. Well, <laughs> the something I can get, I can, it's, yeah. it, that doesn't yeah, bother me as him much. Son. Yeah, that one doesn't bother me as much. But when he said, yeah, his, his mother, his mother mom, and I, I really? Like, why do you say, like, dude, you're not, think, think, I mean, think. I, I assume it's because he's a dumb dude, <laughs> for lack of better words, because guys don't think sometimes, but, but just think how that would look, and obviously you're attracted to this woman, mm-hmm. so wouldn't you want to make it very clear that you are not attached? Yes, yes. Yes, or refer to him, <laughs> just be like, my, the, you know, my nephew's so excited to be in your class. Yeah. yeah. Right. His and mother and I are happy to blah, blah, blah. Yes. And the other thing is this, a child who obviously loves the teacher that much, she, ne- he, ne- Philip never mentions Uncle Wynn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so they... We all know children. I yeah. mean, Casey and I have children. I know Caroline has been around several children with mm-hmm. babysitting and stuff like that. The first thing they do when they get to school or get to your house or you get there is mm-hmm. they run up and share everything with everything. you. Everything. Yeah. And mm-hmm. why in the world would this kid not say, hey, guess what Uncle Wynn did with me last night? Or guess mm-hmm. what Uncle Wynn taught me last night? So like I said, story-wise and for dramatic effect, totally get it, but it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Watching it, it seems like it's forever, doesn't it? It, it feels it does. like it's forever, but I feel like it wasn't intended to be forever. I feel it was it no. intended to be a couple a couple of weeks and I feel like that mix them up was would have happened that first beginning part and then mm-hmm. they would have had you know all the other things I would hope on. so that, I really that was kind of so. what I was thinking because uh-huh. you can't go on too long and with Elizabeth being part of the town now she will eventually hear like you know Philip Delaney's in the hospital right mm-hmm. you know so I, I feel like when I watched this the first time I was kind of like did this go on for like months Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think I want to say it's hard with the, it's hard it's with the young diary. Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah, it's hard with young Elizabeth being and it going back and forth. We don't know exactly how much timetable. Time I mean, was she writing in the diary twice a day? Was she writing in it every day? We just don't right. know, and right. we don't know how much uh, young Elizabeth read in between. You know, mm-hmm. so yes, yeah. And so let's, let's keep talking about Wynn and Elizabeth because I love them. They're so fun. <laughs> um, so Elizabeth is mortified, highly mortified that this married man would take her or it would, would make advances toward her. Mm-hmm. And um, she is ignoring him. He's thinking she's playing hard to get. They are crisscrossing wires all over the place. And there is a 
little okay. carnival um because mm -hmm. they have a carnival for a sick little boy we'll get into him later but there's a um there what do you want to call like a, a bachelor's auction <laughs> yeah well no they're the first the first item up for bid is a lunch with miss thatcher yeah, yes. there are other things. That oh, are were there other be, things I didn't realize? Yeah, there were. Yeah, there were going to be other. There were going to be other things that were up for bid, but the first one was a lunch with lunch. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, because yeah. you know how back in the day they would have those auctions with the the single like with all the women and the men. They did. I think Lilla oh, absolutely did this. Where, um, yeah, I believe so. Ma, like Ma told Pa, mine is mine is the one with the blue checkered uh cloth mm -hmm. over it and so he yeah. would bid on it and all the men would know charles ingles that's his bids, do not bid mm -hmm. against him so i thought it was that right. kind of auction <laughs> i don't know who knows no no regardless of what kind of auction it was um there's this auction and it's a auction for dear sweet teacher elizabeth's heart mm -hmm. and um I, I was really surprised at the amount of money spent. Fifteen dollars. Yeah, that's like that's a lot. That's a lot of money. Yeah. So I looked it up and it is three hundred eighty-one dollars. Fifteen fifteen dollars back in eighteen eighty, because that's around when Aunt Elizabeth is on the prairie. $381 is what Wynne spent, according to our currency, to take her to lunch. You know, <laughs> that to what me. expensive date. Uh-huh. I mean, and then Lydia Delaney says, you know, on a, mon uh, on a Mountie salary, you know. Mm -hmm. So he probably, I don't know how much they made back then, but he's probably spending a good amount chunk a big chunk of his money right here yes yes and also too in elizabeth's mind he's a married man yes, yes. <laughs> and she drops that teacup so fast yeah yeah that was funny <laughs> oh and can, can we just talk about the confrontation? Oh, yes. I was going to get to that next. Oh, oh, my God. Okay. So we have already met Lydia Delaney, Philip's mother. She's very kind. Oh, that's the other, that's the other thing. She just says, I'm Lydia Delaney, Philip's mama. Oh, you're all, you're all Philip and Wynn can talk about. Mm -hmm. Mention you know, once again. Mention <laughs> something. You're all my brother-in-law can talk about or blah. Well, blah. That one is a little more forgivable. No, that's I mean, totally forgiving. Yeah, that's, that's totally, totally forgivable because I mean I don't refer to. I usually refer to my brother as by his first name if I'm talking to yeah. people right who know him. You know, right? Yeah, it just. But yeah, it, yeah. But I mean, no, that one, right. that one is totally forgivable. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted her to say it. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. Like, come on, come on. Just one more word. Just one yeah. more. Just a little like, oh yeah, my brother. Yeah. So let's go to the confrontation. Um, Elizabeth. So Wynne has spent on a ton of money to take her out. It is not proper for a married man to be taking out a single teacher on a lunch date. And she 
writes in her diary. Lydia's face is utter shock during that during that auction auction, yes and elizabeth is going to do the right thing and she is going to let his wife know she's gonna she's gonna let her know and so elizabeth goes and they're having a little quilting bee or whatever and um she pulls lydia aside and in the only way elizabeth can knows how in a very refined and dignified and very proper manner using a lot of big words basically tells Lydia listen your husband is cheating on you with me but I didn't do anything I promise I didn't make any advances towards him and calls him a womanizer womanizing swine swine womanizing swine I mean that's that's low that's very low very low for 1880. <laughs> I mean, that's almost swearing. <laughs> and Lydia is not just mortified, but she is livid. Livid. Livid that Elizabeth would accuse her husband of taking advantage of her. And we come to find out Lydia's husband is actually in the hospital recovering from an accident. Hmm. Which means that Wynne is not her husband. And the instant change just made Mm -hmm. me laugh so hard. Lydia goes from livid to laughing her head off and then (laughs) trying so hard to be gracious. Miss Thatcher, let me get you something to drink. Please come sit down. Come and (laughs) <laughs> and, and Wynn's trying not to laugh too. Like, yeah, that made me laugh. Phillips, father, uncle, you know, I was just <laughs> laughing. So funny. <gasps> oh my gosh. That oh, that realization. Because I didn't when I watched the movie the first. I didn't. I thought that they were married. Oh, maybe. I knew there I was, was something up. Like, I knew that confused a little bit. I was kind of like, huh there's got to be something else here, you know, but then when it really came to light, I mean, I was just laughing my head off. Me too. Um, so back in college, I had a very similar incident happen to me. No. Um, so my husband and his sister do not look anything like each other. She is a redhead. He is, he has, he's a brunette. And um, a friend of mine had invited uh, her friend to sit with us during one of the chapel services or something like that. And the girl is like, hey, like, we're just whispering back and forth. And she's like, hey, you got a boyfriend? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His name is, you know, and she's like, can I get a picture of him? And I'm like, yeah. And I had a picture of him in my Bible. So I pulled it out and I showed it to her and she's like, oh, and she goes, okay, hey, girl. I know we just met, but um, I just need to let you know your boyfriend's cheating on you. And I'm like, excuse me? (laughs) She's like, yeah, yeah. I see him every day at about two o'clock up here at the staircase. He's always talking to this redhead and she's like always all over him because she's like touching him, like, you know, poking him, whatever. Nothing like weird. But anyway, so I was like, what? And she's like, yeah yeah like girl you you just need to know this i mean i don't know if you know but you gotta know this and i'm like redhead his sister and she was like wait what and i said 
does she look like this? Da, 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 da. And I'm like describing her and I'm like, <laughs> she's like, yeah. And I'm like, that's a sister. I can tell you he's not cheating on me with her. <laughs> well, at least you resolved it in a very timely manner. <laughs> yes. Dang. It was very, very quickly. I did not call him a swine. <laughs> And neither did she. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she did not. She did not use any offensive language. <laughs> oh, man. It made for a very interesting time, and um, it makes for great family stories that embarrass a lot of people. My, my mom and her brother, they, they, would wa- they hung out together all the time. They were always dancing together at school dances, so a ton of people thought that they were dating. Mm-hmm. It didn't ever cause a problem with her and my dad because they didn't meet until college. But yeah, yeah, yeah people, thought, funny. people thought me and my brother were like, we would ride to school together, we would do all this stuff, and he would open the door for me because, you know, that's what you do and in the south and so they're like oh I'm like that's my twin brother and then we were prom king and queen oh together. so that was even more fun so <laughs> that's funny oh man <laughs> oh man so the white small private school oh <laughs> uh, yeah yeah, small private school problems. So speaking of small schools, the one storyline we have to hit on is sweet little Andy. Oh, Andy. And Andy, he he's very, very ill. And we raised oh. the, the, this, um, the students in Elizabeth's class have great ideas to help him out. And they decide to do the, the little fundraiser with the carnival and stuff. And they would... Um, to raise money for him to be able to go to the hospital. And um, this kind of, this actually did surprise me because it's Hallmark. Um, and usually we always have that happy ending at Hallmark. But um, Andy did not make it despite having, you know, the surgery and going mm-hmm. to the hospital. And mm-hmm. that was just, oh, that was just so heartbreaking. I know. So sad. But it brought, it brought a very important lesson to light mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. That Heavenly Father is in control and that he is, does care about us even when mm-hmm. it seems like he doesn't. Yes. You know, and, and she took that and ran with it. She really did. Yeah, I love that. Talking, yeah, talking about how God's love is all around us. And I loved how she talked about assuming Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love how she mm-hmm. defined it for the students, and and of course Philip brings up, like when you thought Uncle Win, well, like when you assumed Uncle yes. Win was my thought. <laughs> yep, yep, like that. <laughs> yes. Oh, and to wrap it all up, because we're basically at the end now. But um, actually, no, we're not. We have a couple. We have one more other thing we have to talk about, but. I appreciated the fact that there were a lot of those faith elements in this movie. It was, mm, there was, there was yes. a lot of it. And after talking to Brian Bird, it, it's, you could tell he wrote it. Makes Absolutely. sense. You know, was, and you can tell Michael Landon directed it. Yes. You yeah. Could, definitely mm-hmm. had that Little House on the Prairie vibes. Um, it had the Jeanette Oak vibes in it. It mm-hmm. had the faith element. And that was, there's just so many things in there that I appreciated about this movie. The teleplay was actually Michael. So oh, I, think yeah. that, okay. I think the story, I think the mm-hmm. story was probably, you know, yeah. uh, 
Jeanette Oaks novel and then Brian and Brian Michael. and Michael together and yeah. then my and then Michael did the teleplay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So last thing to talk about. Um with Elizabeth, we also find out that um Wynn is actually a Mountie. Mm. And he takes her to a ball. Mountie ball. The Mountie ball. And when he asks her, oh, I oh. thought my heart was going to break and fall on the floor. It was so oh, sweet. So sweet. So sweet. And so just sweet. taking off his hat and messing with mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Elizabeth, I'm sorry, Miss Thatcher. Like, that just popped out right there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> thought that was Aww. and and then you and then just after saying you're going to be staying in a hotel this is where i saw the tiniest bit of lucas bouchard mm. it's, oh. oh my intentions are nothing but proper and i will pay your way mm-hmm. yeah so yes. he's taking her he's taking her all the way to calgary mm-hmm. and paying for her hotel room mm-hmm. and he's taking her to the mounty ball if the if that costs money to get a ticket right yeah. so yes. she's getting oh, the all the stops. treatment yes. from this mounty yes you know? <laughs> yeah. This also causes some internal conflict with Wayne that we find out a little bit later because he's so dedicated to being a Mountie. Mm-hmm. And Lydia tell, you know, they have this conversation, Lydia and Elizabeth, and, you know, we could see as Wynne drives by, he's conflicted because he is falling head over heels for Elizabeth, but he knows yeah. that being a Mountie's wife is not easy. You never know where you're going to be stationed. You don't know how they're going to handle it. You don't know what, what kind of wilderness you're going to be in you might be in a place where there's nobody for hundreds and hundreds of miles and would elizabeth be that type of person especially somebody with her royal rich upbringing and stuff um and unfortunately due to the circumstances we don't get to see that play out i know i do hear um edward say to elizabeth young elizabeth i read ahead some mounties (laughs) do settle down exactly i love that Yes. And we know from I, the books that Wynne and Elizabeth do settle down and they do end up in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Um, and this and is, she's just fine. She is just yes. fine, yes. Yeah, that that was one tie-in that I really enjoyed. Elizabeth mm-hmm. is reading, young Elizabeth is reading the diary and she looks up at Edward and says, do all Mounties fear falling in love? And oh, I goes, fear? No. Yeah. <laughs> so I that that was a tie-in that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Well, what would you guys have liked to see? The ha- ball. Yeah. The ball. I wanted to see the ball so badly. But, and you more know. of them together. Oh, like, yes. you know. Yeah. More the relationships. Them. Yeah. They had good chemistry. They, they did. really did. And Maggie Green. Well, and we found out from Brian that they were more than happy to come back and finish mm-hmm. the movie, but they were booked solid by then. Well, but, Stephen mm-hmm. Amell's the Green Arrow. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And- yeah, yeah. And so that so by the time they got the funds to go back to filming, that uh mm-hmm. St- Stephen and Maggie said, Yes, we'll do it, but they couldn't. They were yeah, couldn't they were totally it. booked. Yeah. Their schedules were completely booked and w- which is totally understandable, but just 
kind of sad. Yeah. 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 I would have liked to see a kiss. Oh. Yeah. We I, would like to see it. I would have liked to see a kiss somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't get a kiss from anybody. <laughs> I mean, come on. No. <laughs> but yeah, this this movie left me wanting to go back and read the books, honestly. Uh-huh. Me too. Yeah. Any other final thoughts about When Calls the Heart, the movie? It was just good, like, made you feel good. You know, the Christian, you know, Bible aspects and stuff. It just... Like, I, I like that. And just made you feel good. I, I'm reminded of what, I'm reminded of what Brian said to us. He said that if it hadn't had the trouble that it did, and if they hadn't been forced to rewrite the story, mm-hmm. then there wouldn't be a series. Mm-hmm. There really wouldn't have been a series. No, there wouldn't have. And so we wouldn't have young Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah. So as incomplete as this movie feels sometimes, it's mm-hmm. what paved the way for what we all adore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. There we would, like he said, we would not be here, the three of us, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. that hadn't if that movie hadn't run out of funding. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's what it boils down that's crazy. to. Crazy. It's so. What would be watching right now? I know. Yeah, I, I know. I'm just. I'm so. I'm so glad that they let those trials play mm-hmm. out. I'm mm-hmm. so glad that they are creative, and that they had the stubbornness of the Thatcher family in them. Yes. That they weren't gonna give up this storyline. They were going to make it work. Mm-hmm. They handled it with courage, grace, and dignity. And dignity. Indeed. <laughs> they sure did. So, yeah, there's so much more I would have loved to see from both couples. Mm-hmm. But if mm-hmm. we had, if we, we had, had seen, if we had seen more from both couples, we wouldn't have what we have now, which yeah. is golden for all of us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, such a sweet movie. If you haven't seen it, and I, it's interesting, a lot of people don't know that this movie exists and they don't no. know that it's part kind of-ish of, it's the, the one that propels the, uh, the series, if you will. I, go watch it. Um, take it for you, what it you is. Need, you need to watch it once. Mm-hmm. You need yes. to watch it at least once to see, to mm-hmm. just see it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And just gain a little perspective um, uh-huh. of both Elizabeth and where, where they come from. And just and know- listen to the interview. If you haven't watched it yet, listen to the interview first. And then, and then watch, watch it. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. You, will, you will marvel at every scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would also say this too. Don't compare the series and the movie. It's completely no, different. It's no. apples and oranges, completely different actors, completely different situations, circumstances. Just just look at it as a story. It's you know? a movie. Yeah. yeah. Look at it mm-hmm. as a single movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And then be grateful for the series. Exactly. <laughs> yes. All righty, ladies. Well, we have a fun announcement to make. Yes. Our friends at Edify Films are letting us host a little giveaway sponsored by them. So first of all, Edify Films, they have a ton of merch. They have the series. They have um, the collector's editions of the DVDs. If you haven't um, 
if you haven't purchased them and you want to, um, they also have merchandise that you can also purchase from them. And they also have cookbooks and devotionals. Um, they have a lot of mugs. Mugs. I love the mugs. Blankets. Great for great for coffee, hot chocolate, cider, especially with fall weather coming up. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Cammy, would you like to share a little bit about what the giveaway is? Well, we are giving away as our first sponsored prize, a combo of the When Calls the Heart coloring book and journal so you can write all of your deepest thoughts that would be heard in an in a voiceover <laughs> channel your inner elizabeth yes indeed <laughs> i'll say channel elizabeth there you go um but we all you have to do is follow us on instagram twitter youtube subscribe we'll have more information on all of that on our social medias um where all you have to do is click a link and there it'll be. So stay tuned and watch for that. And um, we will give you guys, what did we say, two weeks? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think so. okay. mm-hmm. You all will have two weeks to enter. So um, be sure you're following us and um, make sure you get your entries in. And um, we will announce the winner then in a podcast yeah so, so be sure you're listening 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 yeah, can't keep listening gotta keep listening all right now that we've gotten that fun news out of the way we are gonna segue into trivia bum, bum, bum. all right what was the name of the class quote-unquote bully carl yes your dog's name yes <laughs> Carl. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay. How many kids does Abigail have? Three. Mm -hmm. She does have three in this movie. All righty. The last question is, because my next question was, where was the Mountie Ball? But, spoiler alert. Whoopsie. Share that one. Sorry. (laughs) No, it's okay. Um, What color were the words on the was the words on the welcome sign to Elizabeth at Coal Valley? Blue. I think I'm wrong. Green. It was green. Ah, Very that, good. Was, that was my first guess, and I second guessed myself. <laughs> very, very good oh and one more thing i know we're basically at the end but this quote is too good not to share but the one thing that i forgot to mention earlier is this quote here people who live in fear tend to do plenty of nothing except perhaps rob themselves of the possibility of joy so let me end on this note for you all this is by william thatcher who gives a pep talk to young elizabeth um you know what go out and do what you are called to do and if you need a pep talk, go back and listen to our chat mm-hmm. with Brian Bird because I guarantee you, you will be jumping up and down and you will be ready to do whatever it is that you have been tickled, called, poked, prodded to do. Just like Elizabeth went out onto the prairie. Both of them. In his words, you're going to salute. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. All right, folks, we will see you next week with our interview with 
Brian Bird Part 2, where we talk all about the series, and he answers some fun questions for us. We also talk about some controversial topics that have happened in the last year. Um, we talk about Daniel Lissing and his exit. We also talk about the changes in Season 6 with Lori Loughlin's exit and how Brian and his team have... Um, have had to go through those challenges um it gives a lot of perspective and you know they are the ones that work with these folks all the time there's no malice in that entire situation they did live in that entire situation and it was a good perspective to get um because it's a very hard it was a very hard time for everybody Mm -hmm. so um we did appreciate brian sharing a little bit about that and we hope that um it helps you understand a different point of view as well so um it's really exciting it's Mm -hmm. also really long so um charge up your computers and your phones (laughs) (laughs) all righty y'all we will see you next week bye bye thanks for listening to the hardy's hotline For more information about the Hardee's Hotline, follow us on social media at Hardee's Hotline on Twitter and Instagram. We drop an episode every Wednesday, so we'll see you next week.